This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast and Isaac Trotter, Jeremy Warner here, high atop Memorial Stadium. Uh, it is 12.04 a.m., so we're putting in work for you after hours. Uh, 42 to 38 loss for Illinois against Nebraska in their Big Ten opener. They fall to 2 and 2, 0 and 1 in the Big Ten. Been a while since they've won a Big Ten opener. I think it was Bill Cubitt. Uh, Lovey Smith hasn't won a Big Ten opener quite yet. Uh, Scott Frost's first road win, and they came back from down 35 21. Five minutes left in the third quarter. Isaac Trotter, and we thought Illinois was maybe on the verge of a big breakthrough victory. But as we've seen so many times in Illinois recent history and under Lovey Smith, they find a way to steal a loss from the jaws of victory. Yeah, that's a really good way of saying it. And I think we, we talked about is that Illinois needed to clean up their penalties and not turn the ball over. They'd have a chance to win a football game. And they cleaned up their penalties and they didn't turn the ball over and they lost the football game. And that's just a tough, tough way to go out. And Illinois had a you know a 35-21 lead late in the third quarter, but they just couldn't get a stop throughout the fourth quarter. I thought that the defense was really gassed for the most part and the offense just couldn't string anything together. And it's another really tough loss. And when your defense gives up 700 yards of total offense, basically 690 was the final tally, you didn't do something right. And the four turnovers were awesome, but it felt like late in that third quarter or fourth quarter you were asking for the fumble ferry to come back because you really needed one more if you were going to pull out that game. And ultimately Illinois didn't get it, and they don't win. And here we are. Yeah, here's the thing is – the defense is obviously, I think, the biggest story of this game because it's the biggest story of the Lovey Smith era is that you can't get stops. You can't stop team. I mean, the last two years, I was looking this up right before Lovey Smith's press conference, you've given up 600-plus yards of offense five times now in the past 16 games. You've given up 40-plus points in nine of the last 12 Big Ten games. That's atrocious. Uh, that is not what you want. And at some point, you have to get a stop, but at the same time, Four takeaways. I don't. How much? How many do you give credit to Illinois for? Like that, that's my big thing. Is our four takeaways? We can sit there and go, yeah, the defense set up Illinois to have a chance to win this game, right? Without the defense, I mean, you had to drive 37 yards for a touchdown, 14 yards for a touchdown, and 10 yards for a touchdown. They did a lot of the work for the offense on those scoring drives, right? But at the same time, how much of that is? Is duplicable, right? Like if that's a word, how, how can you duplicate that again? I think the 700 almost yards of offense by Nebraska, the 40-something points, and they should have scored 60-something, 
that's what we've seen in time and time again. Right. So any kind of positive I took away from Nebraska's fumbles, um, I, I still think was overshadowed by just defense not being able to stop anybody. Right. Uh, two of those fumbles were just kind of nobody touched them right there, and Adrian Martinez just kind of fumbled the ball on, on, a, on a misdirection play with the running back there, and that caused a fumble. Just multiple little things where it felt like Nebraska gave Illinois a chance, and Illinois' offense did do a good job of turning three out of the four turnovers into points, right? They scored 21 points off those turnovers. But at the end of the day, it's just not good enough. And when you look at this offense and you say, okay, Reggie Corbin in the postgame conference, press conference is talking about how they have to score every single drive. Why is that? Because your defense can't stop anybody ever, and the offense knows it. And that's really, really frustrating. I think the big question before the game is can Illinois score 40, right? And they almost did at 38. But the defense helped them a lot there. But, I mean, a big story besides the defense is – Quarterback play. I mean, look at the difference in quarterback play. You got the stats in front of you: three hundred twenty-seven passing yards for Adrian Martinez, three touchdowns, no picks, one hundred eighteen rushing yards. Brandon Peters, nine of twenty-one, seventy-eight yards, one interception. Peters was bad today. It, he was really bad today. I mean, Ricky Smalling had five catches for forty-one yards. No one else had more than one catch, and. You know, Nebraska has troubles in the special teams unit. They have a, a weird kicker coming in and, and kicking, their third-string kicker now, and he misses a field goal late after a penalty on Nebraska, puts it back five yards. He misses a field goal. You're down by four. You have a chance to go win the game. Two minutes left, 80 yards. It's, it's everything you want, right? This is absolutely it. And Brandon Peters couldn't complete a pass. And that's really you, you brought. You have Brandon Peters here because you thought that he gave you an upgrade, and he has been good at the beginning of the year, and he's kind of given you what you wanted, and maybe even more than what you wanted. But in the biggest game of the season so far, he just couldn't get it done late. And a lot of credit has to be given to the Nebraska defense. I thought they played very, very well in the secondary. Not a lot of guys were open, but Brandon Peters' decision making was off, and I felt like he just didn't get enough help around him either, and he just wasn't very good. Yeah, and they, there were again points where. Illinois had 38 rushes today. I mean, they only had 23 pass attempts. They just didn't have the ball very long. Uh, third downs, one for 11. I mean, that, that's a lot on your quarterback. But it also felt like for another week, and I, I know this is easy, but we're saying it during the game, so it's not like in hindsight. You had the run game going. Nebraska could not stop it in, what, the second and third quarter, and you got away from it. And, and it feels like when you're going – Second and ten, third and ten. That's putting Brandon in a bad spot too. Now he needs to make play at some point, but there are some quibbles about the play calling. Even though Rod Smith, I know for the most part, has been a very capable offense coordinator. And I think moving forward offensively, I'm not nearly as worried about the defense. I think one though, one big pivotal moment was when Illinois got that turnover, and then their first play was Trenard Davis, a little throw out to him, and he's going to throw deep, and they nearly got intercepted, and that completely threw the whole drive off kilter, and they had to force a punt and you had yeah. the ball in Nebraska territory. That's you, the one you didn't score off. Of right. And, and that's kind of the difference in the game. And we can get into the other difference of the game. Late in the first half, you had 26 seconds run off the clock when you're 20 yards away from getting into James McCourt range. That extra point, those extra three points, Sam McCord is able to make that. You're able to, to get those extra three points. It changes the entire complexity of the game because it's 42-41. Illinois has the ball at the 20-yard line. They know that they don't have to go 80 yards for the go-ahead touchdown. They only need about 45 to get into his range yet again. I have a much bigger issue with the end-of-clock management, uh, end-of-half clock management Agreed. than the Rod smith Trenard davis throw. Because yes. the Trenard davis throw, Dre Brown was open. And, and you know what? Like That's part of what we like is that they get creative. That would have been – 
lead play BTN the right. play of the game right there, and I thought he had a chance to complete it. Now, if he would have came back with a couple runs and gotten a first down, he would have felt better about it, and just if you got some points on it. But, yeah, the end of cl- half clock management, the last two, I, I just think are still indefensible. Lovey Smith says afterwards, you know, hey, I, I would do it again. I, if I'm a lineup fan, I'm not like hearing in that because I, I think what it showed, Isaac, I, th- I thought I saw it on the field too, was I think the offensive players were angry about that. They should have Because I think they knew, hey, you guys might be getting takeaways, but we have to outscore this team. We can't be conservative. We can't be content. And he was asked after the game. I know everyone's talking about the we're content. He did say that, but he was asked, were you content? So that's why he used that word, but it's still a bad thing to say when you lose to Nebraska and have a chance. Just give you It was third down with 30-something seconds left. Give your offense one chance to convert a third down. If they don't do it, then you punt. There's only 20-something seconds left. I hope you can stop Nebraska there. But you have a kicker who can kick from 50-something yards, and you didn't give him a chance. And I think that was a bad message to send your team, to send your offense, to say, oh, defense, we got it, even though we've given up 300-something yards in the first half. And, again, that set the entire tone for the second half. And Illinois came out and played well in the second half. You liked what they did right at the very beginning. You got a a nice touchdown run from Brandon Peters. You got the Dre Brown touchdown run. You're feeling good about yourself, 35-21. But it always felt like those extra three points could have really helped, could have changed how we had changed how Nebraska went for the two-point conversion late late when they scored to tie the game. It it just changes so much on, on how this game could have gone down. And for Illinois defensively, to not be able to string together a stop. I mean, honestly, their best defensive play of the entire game, outside of those takeaways at the beginning of the game, their best defensive play was when they had first and goal at the one-yard line on the final drive, and they were able to stop them a couple times. That's all well and great, but it moved it from your 708 yards of total offense to 690. Big whoop-de-doo. Illinois, once again, decimated. Let's take a quick break. We'll talk about what this means moving forward. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Isaac Trotter, you got a bye week to prepare for Minnesota. Um, my biggest concern is the last two weeks. I, I mean, I don't feel like Nebraska was that well coached. I thought Eastern Michigan, you got severely outcoached in that game. But coaching decisions are making me go into Big Ten play, the rest of the Big Ten play, thinking who are they going to outcoach, who are they going to outscheme. I think Rod Smith will have some good games. I think he's had some good moments. But if they can't stop anybody with this defense, I mean, Lovey Smith had the chance to change his defense, alter it towards what he'd seen in the college game. And these guys might tell you, hey, we're so close. Tony Adams after the game saying, hey, they're giving us the recipe. At some point, wouldn't we have seen it? Wouldn't we have seen if if there's if there's a good cook with the recipe? Wouldn't we have seen a beautiful dish by now? I mean, we just see 
terrible tasting, terrible tasting dish after dish from Lovey Smith's defense. And I don't think anything big is going to change. I don't know if anything can change in 10 days. Your chance to do that was in the offseason. He decides to hire himself as defense coordinator, ride with it, and right now it looks like he's going to die with it if nothing changes. Right, and we we applauded him for that move of taking on all of the all of the pressure, all of the play calling, taking it all on himself. And it's come, the axe is going to come down on him because of his decisions that he made. And at the end of the day, the defensive scheme isn't good enough. The defensive players that he's putting out on the field aren't good enough, aren't talented enough right now. And Nebraska's picking on you. And look what Michigan did today. They're, what, what do you think they're going to do, right? Like, they struggled against Wisconsin. They're going to be just fine against a defense like Michigan this. Michigan State put up 31 points in there, right? Yeah. So there, we can talk about, oh, N- Northwestern's offense is not very good. Oh, Minnesota's offensive line is really bad. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to go and do exact same thing that everyone else has done. If Eastern Michigan can rack up all these yards and all these points against you, a Big Ten program can do that well. You're naive to think that this Illinois defense is suddenly going to click it around against teams that are flawed offensively when you have bigger and worse flaws and are much less talented on the defensive side of the football. And, and I don't think, like, say they go 4-8, and 5-7, and seven, are, are we really going to look back at, oh, they were so close against Nebraska, they were so close I hope against not. Eastern Michigan. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I hope the bar has raised a little bit more than that uh, to think that these were great performances. Like, I, I think Eastern Michigan, obviously, you got to beat that team. I don't think we should spin that as some positive that, oh, they were so close to a win there. Nebraska, I mean, Nebraska had four turnovers. They gave you a chance to win this game. We can talk about takeaways. Those were more giveaways to me for the most part. So I, I just feel like you lost that game. You lost that game where you had four turnovers because it's 690 yards. So I don't know if – I can be sold at the end of the year if it's five and seven, it's four and eight. Oh, they're so close. Think back to those two games. They only lost by a combined seven points. To me, it's like Minnesota's three and oh. I don't think you're going to look back at that being like, oh, we were so close. It's, man, they, they probably showed bad signs, just like the UConn game. We saw bad signs in that UConn game, and it's continued to show itself the next two weeks. And we've heard it last year, right? They said, oh, we're so close. Uh, we almost beat Northwestern. We only lost by eight. Oh, we're so close. We almost got beat. We almost beat USF if just one late defensive blunder. We we don't have that, and everything's fixed. We've heard that excuse before. At some point, there's got to be wins. At some point, when? they do. And, when? And, and you're at home in front of a packed crowd. You, you give out free tickets. A ton of students show up. You have a great atmosphere. A great for a crowd of 15,000 by yeah. Nebraska. Oh, that's right, right? <laughs> but you do have a really good crowd and a 14-point lead with five minutes left in the third quarter. That's a football game that you cannot lose. You cannot. And Illinois finds a way, yet again, to lose that type of game, and it goes back to coaching. It, it well, really does. Can I give... One Illinois coach, a bunch of credit. Um, Bob Ligashevsky. Bob Ligashevsky's special teams have been fantastic. Yes. Um, James McCourt, who most people thought was going to get run off or whatever it was, hits another 47-yard field goal, six touchbacks on seven kickoffs. I mean, Blake Hayes has been nothing but sensational today. Eight punts, five inside the 20, several of those inside the 10. Dre Brown, his kick returns have been fantastic. The punt coverage has been fantastic. Like, that's how you want the rest of the team to be coached. It's not that they are so much more talented than the rest of the team. It's just Bob Ligashevsky, for all the grief he's gotten from some fans and Twitter, that is a well-coached unit. And we don't see that with the defense. And offense, we only see it it consistent enough. I tell you what, in practice, too, it's really easy to see why they're well-coached. Because, Bob, when you watch him do it, everything is detailed. Bop, 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 A, B, C, D, E, F, G. This is what we're doing. 
And sometimes you don't necessarily see that with other units. I mean, Bob just really cares about it, and you can tell he cares about it. And I think that there are a lot of people on Twitter, and there's a lot of people that wonder, does Lovey really care? And after a night like this, I can't blame them. I, I, I think he cares, he but yeah, I don't. I don't. I think he obviously cares because he makes a lot of money doing this. But it's just, it's too stubborn. Is it too stubborn? I do want to give. I thought the offensive line had a good night too. I mean, Nebraska had not stopped any – they'd stopped everybody with a run. They hadn't given up more than 89 rushing yards uh, in a game this year. Illinois gets 221 rushing yards, four touchdowns, and Peters got sacked twice. Um, and I didn't think maybe – I'd have to go back and look at the film, but I didn't feel like the offensive line I was mean, terrible. one of the sacks was on uh, the offsides penalty that would but what has right. been called too. So, yeah, right. Like, right, and, and, and that's the another thing. The no refs, call. the refs, there were some really interesting calls tonight. I mean, the, the block in the back that set up Nebraska's one of their touchdowns. They'd say that it wasn't a penalty anymore. Like, there's a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, you lost the game. Can I ask you, did you think the Peters was a fumble after what we'd seen with Martinez? Like, I, I know people are saying, well, Martinez's arm wasn't moving forward yet. Boy, was that was shocked. close. I, I was, was shocked that was, that got overturned. I was surprised at those two calls. I did not think the officiating was great, but I didn't think it was great either way. They called way more penalties on Nebraska, right? I mean, penalties were cleaned up a little bit last year. And you can make right. a case that the offensive – or it was, should have been defensive pass interference on Trayvon Sidney on the on the fourth and ten play, but again, you shouldn't put the you shouldn't put that in the officials' hands, right? Yeah. Illinois Illinois was up thirty five to twenty one. You win that game. You're supposed to win that game, and you just can't get it done. Can we single out a few players who shine yeah, tonight? Definitely. Let's take a quick break, and we'll do that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, I want to signal out a few Illinois players who I thought played really well. I wish Illinois had a clone of Tony Adams at safety. He had four in that corner. Yeah, I mean, he had 14 tackles tonight, had a pass breakup. He was just laying the wood. You could see he was rangy, didn't make a lot of mistakes back there. I know Spielman had a day in the middle of those two high safeties, but I thought Tony played really well. And Jamal Woods coming back from injury. So those two guys were really good. Jamal Woods had two tackles for loss. Um, you know, the defensive ends, I thought, played okay. Okay, ended up with three three tackles for loss for both Oluwale Batiku and uh, Ayo Shugbanyo. Both those guys get a sack, so I thought those were okay efforts. But another kid I, I think might need to start moving forward is the freshman cornerback, Devin Witherspoon. He's been fantastic in punt coverage, played a few uh, series at, at corner, and he hit physical. He's only 160 pounds, really skinny, but he's been physical, and he, he ran with a wide receiver and had good coverage on the night. Yeah, he had four tackles, and that's really impressive, too. I, I think that he's not scared either, and he had a chance where he almost forced a fumble, too, with, with a big hit. So I thought he was I thought he was really good. That's a pretty good late ad there in that class of 2019. You can't fault this staff for being able to identify under-the-radar talent. That'll never be something I fault them for. I know I think another guy that really stood out tonight, Reggie Corbin was awesome, but I think Dre Brown was really good. Six carries for 59 yards, obviously had the touchdown. Then he had great returns in the return game. One got called back for a holding that could have been even more. More. So he's been very, he's been great at, at that aspect of his game. And, and then offensively, I, when you, we look at Corbin, the 66-yard touchdown to set this whole thing up, it felt a whole lot like Keyshawn Vaughn against yeah. North Carolina in 2016. 
but that set the the tone for the entire night. And Reggie really couldn't be stopped, and he looked fast. He looked explosive. He he brought that burst back. And I criticized Rod Smith a little bit last week for not getting him involved too much, but tonight I can't can criticize him for that at all. I mean, 20 carries, 134 yards, and a touchdown. That's everything you want out of him. And he averaged 6.7 yards a carry. So Corbin and Brown were terrific at running back. Yeah, and Dre and the kick returns as well. Um, another difference between Nebraska and Illinois, Wandale Robinson. Um, that kid Sweet. was awesome today. Uh, 19 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown. Also had eight receptions for 79 yards and two touchdowns. That's the Rondale Moore kind of player. He's, he's from Louisville. He's a top 100 kid, 4-3 speed. It's what it's why Illinois wanted Mookie Cooper so bad. It's why they've wanted A.J. Henning so bad. That guy just completely changes your offense. It's what you hope James Frenchie could be, but maybe not quite the same type of player. But not, not as fast. He's right. not as fast. Not at players. all. So that's the it, Marcellus Moore could have been that guy. You hope that Kyron Cumbie could maybe turn into that guy eventually. So it's in, it's interesting. I, I want to touch on one other thing here before we get out of here. What did you make of Isaiah Williams getting into the game for a couple yeah. plays? Uh, obviously, they didn't work. Both had negative one rushing yards on each of those plays, but I thought it was interesting, a little wrinkle that Illinois added and Rod Smith added to this mix. It didn't work out, but it was good yeah. to see him on the field a little bit. I didn't like the package. Um, it felt very uh, unimaginative um, because Brandon was lined up in the slot. I, I would rather just take Brandon out for a play. Um, I, I don't know where they're going to go with that. It felt like they wanted to get his feet wet a little bit, get him on the field. It was a lot like the Aaron Bailey package, only he's not 6'2", 220 pounds, and the Aaron Bailey package didn't even work that well. So I, I like getting him on the field at some point, especially now. You need more playmakers. I think you need, as we're talking about, that, that speed threat on the offense. Uh, but if Brandon continues to struggle, you're going to want to get his feet wet even more, right, eventually. So if Brandon has more games like this, you're certainly going to hear calls for that. I don't think it's the time now, but I I like getting him on the field. I didn't like how it was used. It felt unimaginative once he was actually on the field. And Nebraska knew it was going to happen. Well, and maybe they're setting it up for another game. Maybe this was all get him on the field, set it up for another game, it's a weird time to do it <laughs> in a game that you, the plays all matter, and maybe they thought they'd work a little bit better. And, but. I, and I will say this. I mean, Brandon Peters had been good in the first three games. I think he's at 10 touchdowns right now and three interceptions, so those overall numbers look big. But we said it at the beginning. like He could play well in non-conference play, and it wouldn't really have mattered as much. It comes down to conference play and how you play there, and today was not good enough at all. So uh, I think he has a longer leash. I don't think that Bra uh, that Rod's any close to you know taking away from the starting job, but what did you see tonight that showcased that he's a big-time difference maker, you know what I mean? Well, and Matt Robinson came in for that last play, right? Uh, when so when Brandon's helmet came off and, you know, Isaiah, you know, he thought Isaiah might come in for that play. They went with Matt, and Matt threw an incompletion on the sidelines. I mean, that that's a tough moment for Matt to come in, and he's played a little bit. So um, Matt did seem like the backup quarterback there, but we'll be interesting to see. Uh, that'll be one of the storylines moving forward. What, do you think anything changes during the bye week? What changes? I mean, get healthy. At least you are mostly healthy tonight and you saw you can compete with a Nebraska. Um, I don't think Nebraska looked like a team that's going to win the Big Ten West um, tonight, but Wisconsin surely did. Um, but you got Wisconsin coming up in a couple weeks, Minnesota on the road, Michigan, Michigan comes here, and I doubt they'll be as bad as they were today against Wisconsin. For sure. I think that, I mean, if you're looking for changes that could be made, I would hope that Delano Ware can start to get more settled in at safety. I'd like him to play a little bit more. Hopefully you get Sidney Brown's feet underneath him a little bit more too. He has not been very good in his return back to the field after that hamstring injury. I don't know if he's fully 100% healthy. I think that that could absolutely be a factor. So you, you want those guys in that secondary to get, 
it lined up. But, I mean, they're not moving anything around. There's no positions to change. They're not going to change their defense to a 3-4. They're not going to play, you well, know. And Scott on, Frost knew it. And that's yeah, the right? thing. Right, Scott Frost. They're going to stick with what they do. knows it. Yeah. And every coach that you go up knows what you're going to run. And when they know what you're going to run, it's real easy to pick it apart. And everybody has. Oh, I'm sorry. Akron didn't. My bad. But that's who they are. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the big concern at this point. We're four games into year four. And you don't feel like your coach gives you an advantage. Like, and Lovey can get as defensive as he wants to, as he did tonight. And he just doesn't want to talk about like stuff. And I get it; he gets frustrated, but um, it just doesn't come off well. And uh, I don't think it helps. But I think a lot of people are hopping off his train. It's we keep saying it week after week, or loss after loss, and this is back to back now. Um, at some point, you got to prove it. And they say they're better, but they're sitting here at two and two, just like the last couple of years, right? Four and twenty-four in Big Ten play. In the last in Lovey Smith's tenure, and you need four Big Ten wins to get to six. Do the math. That's probably not going to happen, and and that's just because the coaching's not good enough. The talent that has been accrued is better, but not good enough. And the Big Ten West is solid, top to bottom. Yeah, if you're a three and one at the end of September, I think people feel very hopeful, uh, even if cautiously hopeful. Um, but two and two, I think most people are ready to hop off board, and I can't blame them. At some point, you got to show it on the field, and I I do think we can say. This team looks better, just not good enough. They're right? competitive. Yeah. They're still just they're not quite in that tier. And again, I think I think we saw a bad Nebraska team. Well, tonight. yeah, have they moved tiers? No, they're they're still the bottom of the Big Ten West until proven otherwise. And I I still don't feel comfortable against a Rutgers team that comes in here because can your defense stop them? You don't feel comfortable against anybody. I mean, you haven't proved a, a win over Minnesota last year was good, but you didn't prove that you're better than them this year. You have to go on the road and try to do it again. And I, we haven't seen from them that they can, and it's so frustrating because we could be having a totally different conversation if you stop a drive against Eastern Michigan and win the football game, and if you put one more drive together this game. It feels like the season has come down to four or five different little plays that you change, and we're having a completely different conversation about how Illinois is 4-0 heading into Minnesota. You have a chance to really break through. But again, you just come up short because you you don't have the coach right now. Yeah. You just don't. Yeah. All right, well, that's our frustrating – Post midnight podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. The Illini Inquirer podcast. We'll be back next week. Probably talk a little Illini hoops since that's a little bit more interesting right now. Uh, subscribe to us, Raiders reviewers. Appreciate that. I should try to go get some sleep, man. Sounds good. We'll do. most all-star studded challenge ever and this time it's every competitor for themselves best challenge ever the challenge all-stars new season now streaming on paramount plus go to paramountplus.com to try it free terms apply